0: Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. Enjoy! So this morning, we're going to continue in our sermon this morning, our series, How to Stay in Love, Part 3, The Best is Yet to Come, is what I've titled it. The Best is Yet to Come. If you don't have an outline, raise your hands and Anusha will pass one out to you. And we're going to get started, uh, but last week I just want to recap... We spoke about using your words with your marriage. Because how many know it's important to use good words with your spouse? Even in any relationship, using good words. It's not just saying you're a good husband or a good wife. It's actually being one with your words. Words are very, very, extremely powerful. You can cut somebody, tear somebody down, or you can build somebody up with your words. So it's very, extremely, extremely important in a marriage and a relationship that your words are always building, building, because all it takes is one negative word to tear down even years and years of positive work in your marriage. Don't ever forget that. And once that word is out, here's the problem. You can never take it back. Never. So I, I challenge you as married couples here today, as single people even, be careful what you utter, because you can never take it back. Use your words wisely. Measure them before they come out of your mouth. I know some of us sometimes think before we speak, and there's other people that speak before they think. Don't be that person, all right? Think before you speak. God gave each of you wisdom to use your words wisely. Amen? Yeah. Okay, now here's what I want to tell you this morning. There are laws in our universe that no matter what you and I believe, we can't change them. Uh, For example, if I were to climb on top of this building and I were to tell you, okay, I'm going to be like Godwin now and I'm going to fly. He's a pilot. I'm going to fly now. So if I were to do that, you're going to laugh at me because what does the law of gravity tell you? I'm gonna fall. The law of gravity tells me, I'm gonna fall and hurt myself. Well, in much the same way, God has designed laws for your relationships today, single or married. And if you follow these laws, you will be blessed. Your marriages will be blessed. Your relationships will be blessed. But the moment we decide to ignore those laws is when we get hurt, when we're hurting. I know nobody here has ever been there. We all have perfect marriages, right? No, of course not. There is no perfect marriage. So let's just get that out of the way. There is no perfect marriage. Marriage is work. How many know that? It's work. Everybody say, marriage is work. Yeah, marriage is work. And if you don't believe me, if you're single, ask them. They'll tell you, marriage is work. Now... If we're driving, there's laws that govern our speed. I can decide to go uh, beyond 55 miles an hour on the highway, but all of a sudden I'm going to see these beautiful color lights behind me. It's a police officer wanting to pull me over because I'm breaking the law. Now, I can say, yeah, I'm going to drive 70 miles an hour today or 85. I'm going to break the law. I'm going to have to pay the penalty for it. It's no different for the laws of marriage, or those contemplating marriage, those just in a relationship with some someone else. So this, this morning, this is, this is what I want you to understand, each of you here today, married or single, God's plan is that each of us would have solid, satisfying relationships if only each couple would follow God's plan for marriage. See, the promise is there. God wants to bless you more than you are aware or more than you can ever understand. But it, we, we fail sometimes. We, we tend to do things on our own, right? Well, we think we have a better way than God. Who knows better, you or God? God does. If God declared it, just obey it and it will go well with you, I promise you. Now, I stand before you today speaking on this topic Because I believe Anna and I have formed a great relationship. I didn't say a good relationship. I said a great relationship. And it's through hard work, but... But not only because of our hard work, but because my parents modeled it to us. They've been married for 57 years. It'll be 58 years later in July. So I've seen in my parents 57 years of how to do it. I've seen um, uh, you know, other people in this church, 32 years for Wayne and Irene, have been married. I see examples all around me, but here's the sad part, those cases are dwindling, our culture here, it's a shock if anybody stays married longer than 10 years, you know, and that's the reality of it, I I get it, things happen, but it doesn't have to be that way, it does not have to be that way. So, the Word of God is filled with divine laws that will bless your relationships and marriage here today. Again, if you're single, don't just think it's for the married person only. It's for you here today. It'll bless your relationships. It'll bless you even if you're 16 years old over here. Raquel, my sound and media person. Can I get an amen for her? Yes. She does her job great up there. If I can ask you if you'll stand, I want to read from the Word of God. And we want to read in Colossians chapter 3. It's on your outline. If you don't have your Bible with you, and I believe we may have it also on the... On the screen, Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. And it says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity." Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray your blessing upon today's word. Lord, may we open our hearts to receive from you today, Lord, that we can understand how to live, how to obey, and have a healthy relationship with our spouse, or if we're single here today, how to go about that and have that relationship in my future. So Lord, we pray your blessing upon every listener today. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Did you notice how every one of those descriptions are the opposite of what goes on in the world? Did you notice when I said compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, the world is the world like that out there? No! The world is is the dog-eat-dog world, right? They'll, They'll step on you over that ladder. They'll kick you down off the ladder just to get ahead. There's no kindness and gentleness in the real world, all right. But God's laws still remain true. They don't change. And I want you to think back if you were married here today. If you're married here, think back to when you first got married. It was very easy to be in love, right? Because we say it takes work to stay in love, which it does. Okay, you single people, don't think just because you lock eyes together in that room and you see, oh, there she is, or there he is, that that wonderful feeling of emotion and and romance that you feel in the air is going to be exactly like that for 30 years. Okay? Don't set yourself up like that because it's not. It takes work. Now, I'm not saying you can't have that, but it takes work afterwards to maintain that. I believe Anna and I have that because it takes work. We work at it. And if you don't work at it, that you're going to lose that love and feeling. I'm just telling you right now. But remember when you first met them, that you couldn't wait to see them, to be with them? You couldn't wait to hear their voice on the phone or to just see them in person and say, wow, she is beautiful. She's a knockout. How many men are with me there? When you saw your woman and you're going like, that's my woman. And and women, when you saw your man, you go, that's my man, right? Amen, Amen, right? Be proud of it. Well, we were so nice then. We were, we were almost a completely different person, right? We put on this, this facade oh yes, you know, we, we, uh, we're so polite with each other. We're so gentle, we're so kind. And then later, when we're getting married, we're married for 10 years, you know, we're rolling over. there's different smells going on in the bedroom, and I won't even go there, but you know what I mean? We get real with each other. We get real. That's what I've heard from other people, right? But no, we get real. That happens. That's reality. What happened to that first person being so kind and, you know? But we just get real. We get to know that person. That's part of learning and loving together. Amen. And remember when you first would take them out to expensive restaurants? You know, our first date, Anna and I had our first date in San Francisco. We went on a cable car. It was at night. It was on a Saturday night. She loved to go to the city. Still does. So we, I told her, let's go to the city. Let's go. And she was all for it. We had dinner in the city. We went on a cable car. It was very romantic. And... Um, Nice, you know, nice tab, you know, paid for it. And the whole bit, I had no problem. Because I wanted, that was my woman there. First date. I knew I was going to marry her. I knew I was going to marry her. First date, I knew it. I knew it when I first met her. Anybody ever experienced that? Or am I the only person here? So, again, it was no problem for me to take her out to a restaurant Now, we need to be careful that it's not just McDonald's or In-N-Out that we're going to eat, okay? Don't forget that you need to take your spouse, you need to show them love in ways like that. Take them out to an expensive restaurant every now and then. I realize we can't do that all the time, but you need to spoil them. They need to show or feel loved. Amen. How about uh, bringing flowers to them? Bringing chocolates to the... Is it only on Valentine's Day? Is it only on an anniversary or a birthday? How about on a Wednesday when they're not expecting it and you bring them flowers or have flowers delivered to their work? Or chocolates? Or you leave something in their car for them? And if you're the first one out the door, you leave something in there for them and they get surprised by that. Anna's extremely good at doing that, and so she's just awesome. I I try to do my best, but she blows me away. She is wonderful at that. We can, I remember when we first met, we would talk on the phone forever. We, Right? How many remember that? You would talk on the phone, now you get home and your honey goes, Hey honey, how was your day? Do we have to talk about it right now? You know? What happened? What happened from here to there? It's Remember back then we would stay on the phone it's called that pillow talk and you're, you're laying in bed, you're ready to go to sleep but you love hearing her voice. You love hearing his voice. And that could go on for hours right? If you weren't careful. And nowadays we have to work just to have a five minute conversation with our spouse. What happens? Well It takes work. It takes work. Amen. There's things that we need to do intentionally and on purpose to stay in love. How many remember this old song by Neil Diamond and Barbara Streisand? Let's see if we can hear this song. remember that song? Yes. Don't let that be you that you don't bring them flowers anymore. The point of that video or that sound clip there is that we need to continue to do those things. You don't just do it when you first meet your spouse. You do that continually. That's part of the work I'm talking about. Yes, it does take time out of your schedule, out of your busy schedule, to go purchase flowers, it's very easy nowadays. All you have to do is call, even do the order on the internet, and show them your credit card. It's very simple, man. You don't have to even leave your office. You can go and do it on the internet. It's very simple. Women, same thing. Men appreciate flowers just as much as you do. Maybe, well, maybe not as much as you do. But we may appreciate chocolates more. I'm a chocolate guy. You got to find out what your spouse likes and and show them that. So here's the thing. We begin to lose sight of the original commitment in the scripture we just read if we're not working at this relationship. So here's the question for you this morning. How do we maintain our relationships with each other? How do we do that? That's the big question. Well, here's what I did. I did an informal study. I interviewed six couples, okay? SACE. Everybody say SACE. SACE couples. And also an unmarried man one single person because you got to throw them in there and I asked them what are the keys to a successful relationship what words what what things do you think are, are needed in a successful relationship now these are couples who I believe had a very good resume in other words they seem to be happily married that I asked them okay so couple number one married 10 years first thing was communication respect a yes man, okay, I wasn't quite sure about that one. A good listener, not going to bed angry with your spouse. Those are all great things to have. How many know that? And I would, I would rate them as being happy. I asked them uh, to rate your marriage, and they said, well, we're happy, happy. So I asked another couple, married 24 years, and this is what they said, pray together, communication, and they were happy. Pray together and communication. Couple number three married 28 years. And I asked them the same question. They said, Love each other, communication, teamwork, and sacrifice, respect each other, be supportive of each other. And they rated their marriage as very happy. Okay, 28 years. Then I asked a couple married 36 years. Here's what they said give a lot. Don't sweat the small stuff. Take it seriously. Communication. Recognizing a theme here. Communication. Man, I'm talking to you, okay? Communication. Patient, loving foundation for all things. Respect each other. Realize there are bumps in the road and they build character. They said that. And they rated their marriage as very happy. Very happy. And then a couple married 40 years. I asked them the same question. They said the following Love each other, be patient, be understanding, be committed long term. And they rated their marriages very happy. And then finally, uh, I asked a single guy, or excuse me, I asked a couple that was married 50 years. And they said, Respect your spouse, be patient. And actions speak love. And they were very happy. And then finally I asked the single person. And they said, love each other, compromise, and respect. That's what the single person said, who had no idea what marriage was about. Just kidding. You really don't know what marriage is about until you're married. How many know that? How many have that figured out? You didn't know what you were getting into when you first got married. Nobody does. There, there really isn't, a, um, other than the Word of God, there isn't really no instruction manual that somebody gives you and says, okay, now just read this and you'll be all good. The Word of God will help you. And if you're not in the Word of God, um, your marriage isn't going to be as successful as it could be. Amen? So here's what I want to share with you this morning. I want to give you three points real quickly to have a solid, loving relationship that will last forever. Point number one, and it's, it's reading verse 12 of the scripture we read. It says this, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. How many know that when you and your spouse have, or are beginning to have a disagreement... And if both of you can be filled with compassion, kindness, gentleness, humility, and patience, how many know that it's going to work out good? But if one of you or both of you have anger, bitterness, bringing up the past, I can promise you one thing. It will not go well with you. It will not go well. So here's the thing. We, we clothe ourselves For a particular task. For example, we go to work tomorrow or Tuesday, whenever it is you go to work. You have typically a uniform, something you wear when you go to work. Amen? God clothes us the same way. He clothes us with compassion, kindness, humility. And if you want to take that uniform off and put on bitterness, anger, disrespect... You're on your own. You're, on your, you're fighting your own fight. But when you put on the compassion and kindness, now not only are you in the right frame of mind, you've got God working battles for you. Amen? Yeah. How many have experienced that? When you give in the heat of the moment, when you say one word or she can say one word and it could take off, you come back with a soft answer. And how many know that it goes well with you? Right? And, and that's the truth. Single person, hear that today. A soft answer, the Bible says, turns away wrath. A soft answer. We can escalate it really quick and respond right back. That's what the world does, right? You say, what? And, and get right back in their face and, and begin to just tear them up and tear them down. Or you can just say, in your, under your breath, Lord, give me strength right now to answer with wisdom. Right. That's what you should do as a loving spouse today. I have uh, have had great examples in my family, and my cousin Artie is here today. Raise your hand, Artie. He has a a dad, ninety two, three, ninety three years old. His dad and and his mom, my my Nino and Nina, my my uh, godparents, they. Um, had an extremely loving relationship, and my aunt my, my Nina passed away a few years ago and and had a uh, alzheimer 's and and she just had to go through a lot her last years. but my uncle, my nino, he was the extreme example of what compassion what love is in a relationship i mean to see my uncle and to hear the stories of what he would do for his wife of 50, 60, almost 60 years, right, of marriage, and I mean from bathing her to feeding her at the very end when she could not take care of herself, I had a great example in compassion. I saw that. Another great example for me was my grandpa, John Torres. He was, he was Mr. Romantic Right, Reuben? He, he, I mean, they were married for over close to 60 years as well before my grandmother passed away. And um, and he would just model love. Every, it would ooze out of him it, everywhere with his grandchildren. And, and yet, he was known as a taskmaster at work. He was very hard on his employees. But with his family, he just oozed love. You could just feel it in the air when he spoke to you. He would grab you with his big arms, his big hands. He was a big man. And he would just envelop you and just love on you. And he was that way with my grandmother. I saw that as an example. I saw it with my parents as well. Each one has their own distinct way of how they love each other. Amen? And so we need to do the same thing. We need to show our spouse compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. The next time you want to flare up and respond back, think of that scripture and it will go well with you. Point number two. Bear, verse 13 says this, bear with each other. And forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Do not be this couple right here. This is Counseling 101. Don't ever, ever, ever bring up the past. The past is in the past for a reason. I said this last week. How many here have received forgiveness of sins? Raise your hand. How many have, has the Lord forgiven you of your sins? Amen. The Bible promises you this one thing, that the past is in the past. Your sins are now in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered against you again. Why should then we bring up the past mistakes of our spouse? Now, every single successful marriage... They don't go there. They don't do that. That's part of the respect. That's part of the humility you have as a loving spouse, okay? If I could just tell you one thing, that would be it. Don't, don't go back and rehash the past. The past is buried. Leave it there. Leave it there. You go from today, going forward, and work on your relationship. How many spouses say amen to that? Amen. amen. Look at your neighbor right now and say, Let us forgive one another. There is power in forgiveness. Power in forgiveness. Sometimes us men are very dense and we don't get it because it takes sometimes two or three times for you women to say something so that we understand it. How many women know that? Yes. Sometimes you need to repeat it two and three times because we, we have that Oh, that's my spouse talking. I can ignore it right now. And if it's important, she'll raise her voice and say it again. Right, men? We have that little switch on here. And sometimes we need to have you women say it again. Oh, I get it. Because we're dense up here. We're dense. It takes work for us men. And so forgiveness is a key. Amen? Amen. And then point number three in verse 14. The scripture says this. And over all these virtues... Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Each one of the couples that I interviewed included this. Love, love. Love conquers all. If you don't believe me, go home and read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. Read it today, especially today on Valentine's Day. You're going to take your your spouse or um, somewhere romantic. Start by reading chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. Love is kind, love is patient. And read that to them. And begin your date that way. How many are doing date nights? You're doing date nights if you're married here today? If you want a successful marriage, that's another key, is a date night as often as you can. We try to shoot for one a week. Sometimes our schedules don't allow that, and that's fine, but the the goal is that you do take your spouse out as often as you can. And here's the challenge for you as as we start to close this morning. Each, Each of the couples that I spoke with are now happier than they were when they first got married. Now how is that possible? How is that possible, you ask yourself. How could you be more in love? Well, I'll tell you right now, both Anna and I would agree with that statement. I am here to tell you wholeheartedly that 22 years later, actually later this July, we will have been married 22 years. I am more in love with my wife today than I was in 1994 on July 30th when we got married. I'm more in love today. And that's not by accident. It's by work. It takes work. It takes work. Everybody say Work. The best is yet to come is truly possible. It truly is. So if if you're struggling with your marriage today, begin to incorporate these points in your marriage. Begin to breathe life back into it, and God will help you walk that relationship into the place He desires for each of you today. Amen? Here's the challenge for you. The best is yet to come is truly possible. But it's truly possible if you follow the laws of God, the laws of God. And here are some biblical ground rules I want you to each affirm before you leave today, especially if you're a couple. And this goes for singles as well. If you're thinking about getting married, you need to understand this. These are principles in God's Word. I want everybody, including you single people, to repeat these after me because they're vitally important that you understand them. Number one, marriage is a covenant. Go ahead and repeat that. Marriage is a covenant. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. Number two, marriage is a companionship. Marriage is a companionship. Yes. And then finally, marriage is a commitment. Marriage is a commitment. Amen. Now, throughout all that, I get it, I understand. It won't be perfect. It won't be just smooth sailing, there will be bumps in the road, there will be disagreements, there will be times that, you know, she didn't do that, he didn't do this, he forgot your birthday, she forgot your anniversary, things will happen, I understand, I get that, but clothe yourselves with humility, with compassion, with kindness, with patience, with love, and it will go well with you today, amen? How many here that are married would say that these are dead on, especially the last three? Raise your hand if you believe that, that God's laws can bless your marriage. Amen? Yes. Single people, look at those hands here. Yes. It is true. It does happen. Because here's, the, here's the, the the statistic here in the United States. 60% of all marriage, almost 60% of all marriages will end up in divorce. That's the stat here in... Uh, in the United States. And California is the leader, the forefront of that statistic. So don't allow yourself to fall in that place. And I realize situations happen, and I get that. But do everything in your power so that when you look back, you can say, if that ever is your situation, that you did everything possible to make your relationship work. Amen?